Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Here to talk all things hockey are your hosts, Brad Crisco, Ryan Hanna, and Evan Lobsinger. We have to make a decision one way or the other about daylight savings time because I can't keep track. It messed me up bad. We are all in dire straits right now. We are in shambles at the moment. I'm neither tired nor awake. Brad's tired. Although Brad's been tired for a long time, so that's no longer a novel. The novelty of that has worn off. I was devastated this morning when I woke up. I felt destroyed. I was at a a birthday party really late last night, and um, it was out of town. And I was like, I'm just going to drive back. I'm sick. I want to sleep in my own bed. Not my own bed. I was visiting home in Windsor. And uh, I was driving back. I left the party at 1.30 and it was about a 40-minute drive back. And I pulled into my driveway and it said like, 3.15. I was like, <laughs> what happened? Did, was that in my blackout? Did I drink? You went through a temporal rift. Yeah, well, honestly. I think I just solved every alien abduction case ever it's just daylight savings time yeah if you check the dates i lost happen. an hour i can't explain them <laughs> it's either that or a fugue state it was one of the two actually you can probably explain those away with that as well there you go anyway. maybe we can do daylight savings like but for a month forward so we can get over this hockey season oh yeah that'd be nice although i mean i've this week i've watched more games that are not red wings games and it's like kind of made me realize what life is really like on the other side. Yeah, you kind of have to do that from time to time to remind yourself that the sport is actually really good still. Yes. Oh, oh Evan, uh, amateur move. Max, fine. Phone on the table. Well, you, pushed the, you pushed it an hour back today. I'm all thrown <laughs> off, and then daylight savings happened. Yeah, we're, just, yeah. we're two hours behind now. Yeah. Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Uh, barely making it today. I'm Ryan Hanna. I don't have a clever intro. Me neither, but I'm Evan. When do you... Actually, Evan, you always have clever intros, I feel. I got nothing today. No, I'm just going to put her on cruise control I'm, and hope for the best. I'm Brad from the future. That's my that's my least favorite version of Brad. I don't want to have to anticipate more Brad in my life. Future Brad gets all of normal Brad's problems. I My favorite ba- Brad is past Brad because I don't have to put up with that Brad. I'm a big fan of putting things onto future Evan that he does not want. Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> future Ryan, I'd do that guy no favors. Past Zero. Ryan, dickhead. Hate that dude. Zero. Pa- past Brad is the biggest asshole in the face of this <laughs> earth. Has no kids. No it, kids. Yeah. So much free time. <laughs> Boy, what did he do with them? Uh, a couple housekeeping items before um, I let Brad uh, ramble on about a story. Um, so we recently switched uh, podcast uh, hosts, as we mentioned to you before. A um, few reasons behind it, just like technical, boring stuff. Uh, so if you guys saw a bunch of notifications on your phone that, you know, we dropped like 192 new episodes all at once, uh, though we are dedicated and will continue to bring you the best content uh as much as possible, uh, we are still only doing two episodes per week, not 192 in a weekend. So that's just um, your your podcast feed refreshing. So apologies for that. Um, should all be smoothed out now. Uh, we are now listed under the proper category on um, Apple Podcasts, the hockey category. Which is television and movies, right? Yeah, television and movies, Terry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Some people- we should list it as that just so he's scrolling through it one day and just has an aneurysm. Someone, uh, a couple people have DM'd me. They're like, what's this Terry story? And I sent them the clip of a, it's just a random tweet where, you know, it was a podcast episode and Terry, this guy named Terry was like, uh, is this a hockey podcast or a movie and TV podcast? And I was like, 
you know, we're used to weird questions. And I was like, it's a hockey podcast, but if you ask some people to tell you it's a food show, and then his response is, you just lost a listener. <laughs> and so for those, I know we've told it a few times, but just for the new listeners, if you're wondering why we keep talking about Terry, it's, um, we lost a good one that day. Anyhow, uh, on to other useless things. Brad, take it away. I'm going to tell you a story. Mm-hmm. About a hockey game I played in, and it's not going to end the way you think it's going to end. Okay. So, first of all, this story involves me back-checking, which makes it immediately unbelievable. This is a fake story. This is something happened with the temporal rift. Yeah. It's yeah. Daylight saving. This thing. is the weirdest thing. So, uh, this past Monday, I had a game. And it, it, as far as Beer League goes, important game. It was uh, first game of our semifinal series against a pretty good team. So, it was a really, really tight game. We had a 2-1 lead uh, midway-ish through the third period. Um, I'm covering for the defense at the point puck comes back to me like bouncing. So I just try to kick it back in the zone. But of course, as luck would have it, I put it straight to one of their guys. He's gone on a breakaway. So I'm chasing him down. I actually catch up to him and make a really, really good defensive play. And I will never brag about my defensive game, but I got all puck completely stopped the chance. Did not touch a single one of his body part. My stick barely even came off the ice. This defensive play was art. And I got called for a penalty on it. And I'm, I'm just like, this is why I don't back check because it's all BS back here. You just start on doing the skate, ready to stab the ref. Exactly. You check the replay, and Brad just barrels into the guy's legs, no puck at all. The guy's in a wheelchair now. <laughs> no, no, I've taken some penalties that I will fully own up to. This is one of the worst calls I've ever seen in a beer league. Like my stick didn't come more than like six inches off the ice, and the ref said I got him in the hands. I can't even process that. But anyway, so needless to say, I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm politely and calmly expressing to the ref that I'm unhappy. I'm sure you are. Yep. And then uh, I'm skating past the other team's benches. I'm doing this. And uh, someone from that bench was yelling at me. He's like, Can't, maybe you get away with that in senior A, Crisco, but not here. And I'm looking over trying to figure out who it is. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? And then so I get into the box and I'm looking down at the bench. He's like, senior A, but not here. And then. Uh, what a loser. No, it gets better. And then he's like, ah, I'm just kidding, man. I love the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm not I'm taking like- my comment back. That's an awful chirp. I'm like, oh my God, that is actually hilarious. So me yelling about a bad penalty call turns into getting recognized in public, which is still weird as hell to me. But to whoever the hell you are, if you're listening to this, I appreciate you. Dude. He's, uh, I believe he's a patron as well. Probably just to get his extra chirps in. Doesn't matter. That comment, that chirp sucked. <laughs> I think the reason Evan's mad is if you have an opportunity to chirp Brad Crisco, you need to go for the throat. You you think about these chirps for a long time, and you have a list. I'm not giving uh, like that. There's a long list of ammo to use here. I'm not. Uh, I was never good at chirping. Just keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the trick. Don't overthink it. I would always just try to make people uncomfortable. I would, but they never really worked. You can't really make hockey players uncomfortable on the ice. Did um, Did you guys see the all Michigan or all Minnesota hockey oh, hair yeah. video oh, the, yeah. for this year? Oh, oh my it's god! Beautiful. It's it's. That is art. So many afros this year. White boy afros that you just don't <laughs> see naturally. The one that I that I totally agree with is he called it the the ramen noodle look. And I was <laughs> like, yes, there I see I see that in the wild all the time. Um, so I was at the Chicago game on Friday, as you guys know. Um, Everett generously uh, let me sit in his seat, and we've been giving away these tickets and. I haven't really known where they are. Oh, the mic, God damn it. Um, and I, So you rigged the draw so that you got the ticket. Yeah, pretty much. No, uh, Everett gave me his seat. He wasn't going to make that game and uh, very kind of him. And I went down and sat and I was like, 
I'm at the glass. I'm going to be on TV. Did you whip your titties out? No. No. You didn't even text us that you were going to be on the glass. I was watching that game. I could have had so much fun with that on social media and you did not even give me the chance that's be- no that's because you never answer messages and that's your penance i'm not going to message you for fun stuff if you're not going to answer for i read your messages i just answer them when i choose to it's nothing it's like my yeah. big i want to kill i want to kill current current brad is actually my least favorite brad. I take it back. <laughs> current brad is easily the worst brad anyhow um there's points where i was actually like tweeting or but, like, hold texting. on hold on counterpoint but past brad is the one who ignored all your messages Every Brad. <laughs> Schrodinger's Brad. Honestly, when Mika gets old enough, we're replacing you on this podcast. That's probably for the best. Yeah. The only provision is there needs to be a Crisco. It doesn't say which Crisco. This is true. And honestly, when Hank gets old enough, he can have my spot. It's just going to be Evan, Mika, and Hank. Hey. Misfits. <laughs> Hank, Hank won't be on this podcast because he'll be doing football and hockey things because God is he big. He just had another checkup on Tuesday. Like He's like... The top 2% big. Like, it's unbelievable. We should move into hockey. Sorry, I want to talk about my son's future as a linebacker. Oh, did you have nothing else to say about the game from being on the glass? Uh, Is that that what your point was? Oh, no, no. I was like, I I always make fun of people who are, like, texting in the front row. Like That would be me. Yeah, and I got caught doing it so many times because the play was, like, there was no play. And I was just, like, firing off a quick tweet about the game. And I looked up and the play was at the glass. And, like, I was just on tv like a dickhead texting on my phone it's uh so much faster at the glass isn't it oh yeah um gilbert i think on chicago took a hit from abdicator and just like watching his head smack off the glass and he just kind of gave like a blink and shook his head he was like oh i was like don't worry ct is not real yeah you're (laughs) like i get it now yeah i I get it he doesn't but brian does Uh, you ever see that video that was floating around a bunch of the social medias? It was like the most mundane hockey play ever, but it was just blowing everybody away. It was Nathan McKinnon. Uh, from, yeah, his cutback from, on Getzlaff. No, no, no. It was a, from a fan perspective. So I'll say he was behind the Avs net and to the right, a bunch of rows up, but lower bowl. And he took a video of McKinnon coming in and picking the puck up on a breakout and just going end to end. And like the speed of that guy from that perspective with the puck through traffic was just staggering. Like, cause he didn't even look like he was going full tilt, but I think he did the entire length of the ice through traffic with a puck in like six seconds. It's stupid. TV doesn't do it justice. No. Upper bowl doesn't do it justice. Even being halfway down really doesn't do it justice. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to sit lower bowl, I recommend it. Not all the time. Maybe not for this. You don't even need to Listen here, you, game to you 1%. <laughs> um, Someone asked a question, which I thought was a really interesting one. If you can't pick McDavid and you had to pick one player to build a team around right now in the IHL. Nathan McKinnon? Correct. It's McKinnon, Leon Dreisaitl? It's McKinnon, Dreisaitl, <laughs> or Eichel, right? It's one of those three. McKinnon, there's a few younger guys who haven't hit like the full level of those guys yet that could get some consideration because get, of like age. Pedersen in there. Yeah, you could lot. get a Pedersen in there. You had Darlene maybe because yeah. he's only he's only 19 still. Like for perspective, it's insane. Mm-hmm. There, there's candidates, but yeah, I think I go McKinnon. He's young enough and good enough and checks all the boxes you would want. And uh, I'm building my team around this guy. Um, back to the Red Wings game, but actually covering the Red Wings game. Uh. It never gets old beating Chicago. And no. playing spoiler right now is so fun because, A, how on earth do you lose to this team? Like, at all. And, B, it's so nice hearing all the storylines of, like, oh, Chicago's making a run for the playoffs in, like, a crowded West and they've won so-and-so 
so many games and they're on this streak <laughs> they come to detroit and lose <laughs> that's embarrassing the crowd the crowd was nuts and the last two games i've been to have been was it busy uh you know what for a historically bad season and uh, being this late and at such a dead time, I was actually pretty impressed with how many people there were there. I will say, I still loathe the black seats. I know it's so stupid and petty. No, there's no point. I, I'm totally in agreement. Oh, man. Everybody is. I've yet to see a dissenting opinion on that. It's Some people are like, it doesn't really matter. I'm like, it just... It does. It do- well, Being there... When the red seats were there, like the vibe and the... It makes it seem brighter almost. Yeah. Like it, it just feels more like a home arena. And it's more intense, right? Like you are in the Red Wings barn. And then now it's not even the covers anymore. It's actual like black leather seats. I'm like... How much... Like what a sh- stupid waste of money. We should start a passive aggressive movement amongst the fan base that everybody brings like red blankets or like makes their own covers and we just all put our own red seat covers on when we get there. I mean, the argument is that like fans will wear their jerseys and that'll be enough red, but I'm like, yeah, when it's half full, it isn't. No, it's going to suck when we play a, a black uh, Jersey team in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Or a team with black in the name. You were at the black Hawks. I know. I know. I, know. I was like, when do you think both those teams are going to be making the finals? They're going to do the reseed thing soon, hopefully. Uh, I don't like the cross-conference reseeding. Oh, you are anti-fun in games. I like the old one through eight in your conference. Yeah, anyways. Could you imagine a Boston? Not that these teams necessarily would ever be good enough to play at the same time, but could you imagine a Boston-Montreal Cup final? That would be wild. Both cities would burn to the ground at the same time, no matter who wins. Um, the Red Wings obviously beat Chicago. They are playing uh, Tampa Bay in about an hour and a half. And uh, we strategically recorded before that game because we wanted a more optimistic tone. <laughs> yeah. Why subject ourselves to it? Which, uh, fun fact, according to uh, Dom Lucision's model, uh, the Red Wings are a 26% chance to win. And for those who don't follow his model, that might be the lowest of the season. Hey, I'd take those odds. <laughs> yeah. To which he um, uh, used his reference uh, a point. He's been trying to argue for a few months about stealing something from basketball. He's like, Tampa should rest everybody tonight. Yeah. Just you're yeah, you're really a, should. you're a seventy four percent chance to win. You just came off of multiple brawls against the Bruins. Maybe maybe tonight's the night you just you just sit Kucherov for a breather, you sit Braden Point for a breather, you're still probably gonna win. Uh Detroit's what, 0 14 and two against Tampa in their last sixteen. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the last time the Detroit Runnings, I think, actually physically beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in a hockey game was a playoff game. Hey, we were there. No, yeah, we, we were. were. It was the last ever Red Wings playoff win. It's our fault. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it gets even worse when you remember who scored the winning goal. It's just it was a different <laughs> era. The two goals that game. Winning goal, Andreas Athanasius, insurance goal, Henrik Zetterberg. So, anyways. And Peter Mrazek was, was the goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but actually there's so much data to support that the NHL season is, depending on how you look at it, like if you look at endurance as part of the game, then you disagree with this, but... The data suggests that the NHL season is too long in terms of having your best players healthy and ready for the playoffs. Oh, I'm I'm 100% down for taking off 10 games of the season. Take off 10, 12 games, yeah. Owners will never oh, do that. Oh, no, that's so much revenue. Yeah. No, and uh, there's they'll never do it because of revenue. And even from a fan perspective, I, I'm not going to lie. If there was a March game 
Red Wings and Oilers. The Red Wings are out of the playoffs, so we really don't care what's going on with them. But I'm like, I'm going to buy a ticket because I want to see Connor McDavid in person. And then he's scratched that night for rest. I'd be pretty upset. Well, I'm that's, not gonna that's lie. an argument to shorten the season then. But revenue again, it's I I don't see a way out of what they have right now. Players would also get less money. Yeah. yeah. Owners yeah. get less money. Players get less money. It's Fans pay more for tickets because yeah. there's less games. Yeah, exactly. You think they're going to just chop off that $5 million, if they cut five games, like $5 million in revenue they're losing? No, 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 no. That $5 million is getting spread out over the remaining 36 home games or whatever it is. NFL teams are about to agree to an extra game each year. Yeah, they're knocking off a preseason game though, aren't they? Yeah, which is good. Preseason yeah. football is utterly useless. So they, they're still going 20. Unless you're a Lions fan, which is sad. Um, at the game, uh, I met up with some fans. Some people came out, and I'm so sorry because I just looked like a shell of a human being. Like, just coming off still dealing with, but just coming off like a cold and oh. I hadn't eaten. And so I'm sitting there scarfing like chili cheese fries and they're coming up to say hi to me. And I'm like putting the food down. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm Ryan. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, sent the tweaker of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, thanks for listening. Just like kind of blinking rapidly. <laughs> no, Ryan. Like, are you in trouble? Do you need me to like, are you signaling something to me? No, no Ryan. Save me from Brad, please. <laughs> Ryan's wrist deep in his chili fries. People just come up. Hey, are you Ryan? Just slowly looks over. <laughs> hisses at him and goes back into his fries what's it to you don't tell brad uh no i appreciate everyone coming out to say hi um always cool to do that it's pretty much the best part of going to the games at this point although when they do squeak out a win that's really cool too yep saw darren mccarty uh walking around i think he just lives there yeah yeah good guy really good yep. guy i think he was also getting chili cheese fries actually He's are, they, are they good there yeah, you know what? The food at the LCA is actually really good. I like the the square deep dish pizzas they have there. They're so greasy, but I will go to town on one of it's those. It's not bad. I really appreciated my $9 hamburger when I was there last weekend. Um, the beer selection is really good. And you can get like a 27-ounce beer for like, I don't know, 13 bucks. Which US? Is, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why do they charge Canadian. I don't know. I don't know I, oh, I thought maybe you already did the conversion for me. Oh, yeah. I, I would be the kind of idiot to do that. Yeah. Yeah, fire it to you that way. So it's what, like $37 then? Roughly? Yeah, just about. But that's not their fault. That's ours. Yeah, that's, that's true. Red Wings played Tampa Bay and Carolina, uh, and then they have Washington on Thursday. So depending on when we record next, um, we'll have at least a couple games to talk to you about. It'll um, be Thursday. Why? It's always going to be Thursday. Until unless you, you want to go at 10 o'clock at night. I'm in bed at 10. I know. We got to solve that. Um, Talk to my work because I only have to work late one day a week. Switch it. Switch it for I the can't. fans. Switch it for the fans. Um, the good part of the Chicago game, or one really good part about the Chicago game, besides a lot of players stepping up, uh, Gustav Lindstrom looks solid right now. He is, I, I think I'm going to steal a term you've used, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to use it in a positive. He is quintessential guy. He is a competent bum. He is flashy in absolutely zero ways and brings absolutely nothing spectacular to the table, but he doesn't screw up. So I appreciate that about him. The fact that he doesn't screw up means he doesn't deserve the label bum in any connotation. It means that he's probably a top two defenseman on this team. (laughs) I forget. Someone tweeted at me and just said he's basically the anti-Madison Bowie, and that couldn't be more accurate. Can we combine them together? 
That would be a Norris winner. That was amazing. Lindstrom Madison Bowie's Bowie. offensive awareness with Lindstrom's defensive game would legitimately be like a top 20 defenseman in the league. Would a Lindstrom-Chelosky pairing be amazing or devastating? Uh, it's a pretty young young pairing. Yeah, uh, they would be adequate. Bring them on. Come on. Bring it up. What a... What do we have to lose this season? <laughs> it's almost actually already lost. As I'm, as as we're talking, the Red Wings are currently three points in differential between them and LA from securing last place in the league with 13 games to go. I know it sounds weird to say, but we have. I really, really want Detroit to lose tonight and LA to win their next game because then we've officially clinched last. We just go into every game just straight up hoping for a win because it doesn't matter and we can just enjoy. Because even now when they lose, even though we know there's no way they're catching anybody, after that 10-game streak at the end of last season, part of my brain still goes, yeah, but what if? <laughs> I so know. I just want that mathematically set that I can just watch the games and I do not care about the results. The last nail in the coffin. It is a greater than 99% chance that it's happening. Like, it's not not happening. Yeah. So we can start cheering for wins now, really. But you just want it to be like... I just want it to be official. Like, if we get it done tonight, it's great. I don't know if LA plays tonight, but if Detroit loses to Tampa, LA wins, we're all happy. The rest of the season, we're just coasting. Now we can get weird. Let's bring up Valeno, Sider, Rasmussen for a game. Just one game. Just one game. They're all in the first power play unit. Doesn't matter. We can just make them align. Moritz Sider's playing first line center. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Well, it's it's good timing for two reasons. One, Zadina's going to be back soon, so there's some excitement to watch. Uh, and we found out that the loophole of Z- or Zadina being able to go down to the AHL for the playoffs actually doesn't exist. And so he's not eligible to go down to the Griffins. So he's with the Red Wings for the season. Um, it was a fracture in his ankle from that shot. It, they, it was confirmed a hairline fracture, and they actually missed it in the first x-ray, so he played another game on it. So that guy. doctor's fired. Well, it, if it didn't show up on the x-ray, well, the thing is... Like, but a stress fracture could get worse give, when he played on it, right? That's so it true. became more obvious. Yeah. Could have just been like, oh, it just feels like a bruise. Well, they they they, te- they did an x-ray and it showed up as nothing. So... Hmm. Yeah, but you're right. If it, like, there's a lot of different things that are going to happen here. Regardless, uh, he's close to being back, so watching Zadina is going to be exciting again for the last little while in the season. Uh, and secondly, playing spoiler, the Red Wings have important games coming up, or games against uh, teams who have important games. And so, you know, beating the Blackhawks like that's so that the, just the petty happiness that comes from that. Can you imagine a situation where Toronto needs every single point because Florida goes on a tear and they're actually challenging them for that third spot? Um, in the second last game of Detroit season is against Toronto, right? Yep. That would be the most important game of the year for me. Like, oh. more important than the home opener. And also, it could be fun because with Zadina coming back, like, how ma- I'm curious to see how many, if any, games the Red Wings have played this year with Mantha, Larkin, Bertuzzi, Fabry, and Zadina all healthy and in the lineup. I'm not sure it's happened. So, Detroit has some... Um, we'll say important games for other teams coming up. Carolina is an important one. I, it depends how you feel about Washington. They're, they're battling it out with Philly. Well, that's for a division league. Yeah, so it's important, though, yeah. I guess. But to make the playoffs, no. Um, Florida, Meanwhile, Arizona. Meanwhile, if we were in that position, we'd be living and dying on every game for oh, first in the division. F- for sure. And Toronto. So yeah. those are important. they got a lot of important games for other teams. I, like Chicago. 
That yeah. just happened. I'm going to ride that high for a week. I've already booked the Toronto game out in my calendar. Like I made sure that I can't have anything else going on personally that night, which I don't do at this point of the season. Is that like, the last game of the year? Second, no, second last. last. Yeah, because we're going to be in Detroit for the last That's game right. of the year. Maybe. Maybe, which we'll get to. Maybe. Exactly. Um, I, like, I, I am not missing that Toronto game because of how hectic that last one was. And I was like, you know what, Toronto Twitter, if you're going to put me through all that crap last time, well, let's do it again. Yep. Might as well have fun with it. Um, yeah, so looking forward to the rest of that. It'll, it'll, you're always cheering for a Red Wings win at this point. Like, we've known for a long time they're going to be last. So any win you have to be thrilled with. But now it's like, it's kind of like Brad said, it's kind of like an official spoiler. Like you're you're last in the race no matter what, but just try to get someone else to crash with you. Like the, the win against Chicago was probably the first win of the season where within like ten minutes of the game ending, the oh crap, are we catching up? Thought didn't come into my head at all. <laughs> like it just wasn't even there, and I'm like, oh, that was. And we know it's irrational. That was that was freeing. That was wonderful. So mathematically, we'll just take it to the next level. So uh, speaking about maybe going to the game. Um, Things are starting to be canceled. I know we talked about this last episode, but this uh, the coronavirus pandemic is um, obviously still a very real thing. The Women's IIHF World Hockey Championship was just canceled. Yep. Um, I almost broke that news, technically. Oh, did you get it from? Yeah. 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 Um, which is devastating, especially considering the state of uh, women's professional hockey right now, like that is their momentum killer. That is their Olympics. Like that is that I, is their Stanley Cup. Every yeah, year. they need that. That's not a decision to be taken lightly. The California is recommending that California teams play their games with no fans. no fans. Um, the NHL has officially uh, closed off the locker room to media, and all press will have to um, interact with the players in like a formal press conference setting to remove like. Close personal contact. They put out a memo saying players like minimize your interactions with fans. Uh, they're going to be doing the national anthem from like the tunnel instead of out on the ice with the color guard and everything. Like they are taking that this seems excessive very seriously. Well, but, they're protecting that they're protecting their product, right? Like, yeah, if a player gets COVID nineteen, bad, very bad. Also, uh, the sign you know it's really bad in North America. Uh, Tim Hortons canceled roll up the rim. Thank oh God. God! How More. gross was that? Having to bite the rim and roll it up, and then hand it to another human being. Yeah, it's we have we all have phones. Put it on an app like everyone else. It's all rigged, anyways. I haven't one rolled up to the rim since like 2014. That's why I just drink uh, their competitors' coffee. Same. The, every seventh one is free anyway. Yeah, actually, every third and a half because you can double up on the stickers. Because if you order from the app, you get a sticker on your app card as well. So much Look better. At the- who said 2020 was going to be bad? Right? It ain't so, it ain't so bad. Yeah, no. it's not other than that pandemic thing. We're doing great. I'm not worried. So, yeah, you're also a healthy male in your thir- in your 20s. 30s? Uh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's coming June. close. June. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, uh, my God. He's almost 30. Gonna, I won't make it there. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Do you think we'll make it to my 30, like the show, without us killing each other? Uh, no, the virus is going to take care of that. Uh, would you or I qualify as immunocompromised with how weak our immune systems are? Oh, no, mine. I'm not immunocompromised. Mine, I'm pretty sure, is like rocket fuel now because it's had so much exercise. <laughs> You're the source. I'm probably the source. I'm patient zero <laughs> for everything, not just this one. <laughs> Get out of my house. See, I'm like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. I have 
everything. They're just all wedged at the door and not mm-hmm. getting through. It's always a good episode when we can make a no, it's Simpsons a, reference. Yeah. The slightest breeze could kill me. I am invincible. The In all reality, um, we're going to have to closely monitor that because we have the two uh, Grand Rapids Griffins games on the last weekend of March, the Friday and the Saturday. And then- the amount of hot dogs and beer I'm going to drink on the $2 night will block any disease because I will get all of them. <laughs> it will, the hot dogs it will, and beer. <laughs> it will eradicate the diseases yes. and replace them with a whole new set Yes. But uh, yeah, right now, if if I'm being honest on my betting, man, I'll be surprised if we go to either. I fully expect them to be empty arenas by then, the way it's going. Wild. Because California is already recommending it, and we're still, what, three weeks out, four weeks out? Yeah. That's not promising. So as if the games are happening, then we'll be going, we'll be doing the meetup. So I'm not touching anyone. But you don't. I'm going in a hazmat suit. That's fine. That's what you go in already. Tropical hazmat suit although crystal has already said like if it does get as bad as it looks like she's gonna like she's gonna come down for the games and all that but she's not bringing the kids to the meetup yeah it's perfectly fine yeah we'll we'll do a a fist bump policy only for the meetup yeah i don't want to touch your dirty knuckles (laughs) that's that's a quote i didn't need today (laughs) that is gross sounding that's a perfect completely factually innocent sentence that just sounds horrible it's Uh, amazing for that brad um I'm going to do something. Actually, no. Before we do Tankathon, let's let's talk about the standings across the league. No. Yes. What do you We're mean? We're last. No? Nothing else No, matters. not uh, across the league. Use your ears. They, they, they don't matter. Something has to matter. Uh, let's let's. What's interesting? Who's interesting? The Eastern Wild Card race. What do you mean? What's interesting? You think the Eastern Wild Card race is interesting? Go look at the West, there, buddy. You realize you're you're arguing against past Brad from 15 seconds. Yes, right I now. know. He's an asshole. We've established this. <laughs> 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 Someone help. For the people who saw me and you were like, is this guy making a cry for help? Yeah. The answer is yes. When I look at Evan for my own sanity, we're in trouble. Yep. When, if you guys are watching on YouTube and you catch the moments where Evan and I look at each other, that is just like a hallmark Brad moment. You know there is just a Brad moment right Listen, there. at least now I have the excuse of the corona-induced <laughs> fever that's messing with my head. Um, the wild card race is – it's – Made boring by Florida because they made themselves worse and they are no longer challenging Toronto for the third Atlantic seed. So you essentially have four metropolitan teams all challenging for the last two wildcard spots in the Islanders, the Blue Jackets, the Hurricanes and the Rangers, um, all within three points of each other. And then um, the divisional seats in the Metro are well, like Washington, Philly, and Pittsburgh are going to finish in all likelihood in the divisional seats. Um, Huge call with the Carolina goal being allowed, the puck way above his shoulders. I didn't understand that. I didn't. Admittedly, I didn't look into it too much. Yeah, I like because I know a lot of people were saying that was definitely above the crossbar, which didn't matter in that circumstance. But yeah, it still looked like it was above his shoulders, which is interesting, but. Hey, at least we implemented reviews to correct these mistakes. God, I, can you see why I'm like just completely done with these reviews? Because even though we review them, they still get it wrong. We're going to expand reviews to... Brad, they've been reviewing high sticking for years. No, no, that would have not been a reviewable play a year ago because the puck did not go straight in the net off the high stick. Remember Carlson uh, to uh, in San Jose last year? God. Because it wasn't reviewable. So they said, we're going to make everything reviewable if it should have been a stoppage in play. You militant no review people are as annoying as the militant review everything. People. If you, okay, this is all I have. You people. This is what, oh, what do you mean, you people? We're, <laughs> your, your career with CBC is done. Anyways, um, 
But no, if you're going to waste all my damn time with these minuscule inch reviews, at least get them right. Evan, please yes. chime in. Yeah, I agree. With Brad? I hate oh, I hate the amount of reviews, but they've already reviewed High Sticks forever. It's annoying. I'm just done with the offside reviews. Well, they, they're changing. At least one guy left. went 15 feet offside and the refs mucked it up. So we had to change all the rules to make it. Now we have to review everything. I'm going to go back to an old point that I'll still keep screaming. Improve the freaking cameras. Get 1080p cameras. Nobody messaged me about how hard it is to push 1080p over the air. Everyone can do it. Yes, I feel so bad for those that multi-billion dollar business. If I can watch Twitch streamers stream in 4K... I if can, we I can stream in use 4K. a 4K camera, you guys can put 1080p cameras across the ice. It costs money. Yes. It's a $9 billion industry. I've never seen a professional sports league so allergic to improving their product. Drives me nuts. Where were we? Uh, reviews suck. Just screaming at each other aimlessly. Yeah. Well, that doesn't narrow it down. That's true. It really doesn't. Um, I I feel bad for for new listeners right now who are just kind of waiting for a direction because uh, so are we, but it's getting there. We got nothing this week. Oh uh, well, no, we're we'll do some. Uh, no, we'll we do a tankathon. Yeah, we're doing a tankathon whether you like we, it or not. Oh, I'm I'm here for it. All right, we're gonna sim the lottery once, one time, and we're gonna talk about it every time. It's bad, so just do it. Yeah, we're talking about fourth. This sucks. Look, we're fourth. This sucks. All right, so I sim the lottery and we're fourth. <laughs> Who's uh, Arizona and then Buffalo Taylor Hall strikes again. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm if that happens again, I'm paying Taylor Hall, whatever he wants. I'm paying him a max salary. Yeah. I'll give him $16 million a year because we're getting every first round pick. We're getting Lafreniere. We're getting Ratu. We're getting Shane Wright. And then we'll have Taylor Hall. Doesn't even matter if he scores. Lafreniere to Arizona, Quentin Byfield to Buffalo, Tim Stutzla to Anaheim. The answer here is still Lucas Raymond. In my mind, yes. Yep. All right. I don't know how much uh, attention we've been giving to guys like Lundell and Holtz. We've talked about Drysdale as another outside option, uh, but maybe we should bring up one of those guys as well or Cole Perfetti. So I would say absolutely not to any of them, but again, after seeing what happened at pick six last year, anything's possible. So I like them all. They're all legitimate top 10 talents. I think there is a pretty sizable gap between those three and the Raymond's Stutzla's Rossi's Drysdale's of the world. Um, Cause they all for as good as they all are also have massive flaws to their game, which I don't think the others ahead of them do pick one guy and talk about why you don't think he'd be a good fit with the red wings yeah like why you wouldn't want that guy at uh, pick four uh out of those my biggest concerns come with cole perfetti yeah he has elite vision uh elite scoring sense uh fantastic hands his skating leaves a lot desired his pace isn't where i would want it to be and i have serious concerns about it translating to the to a higher level he is there a comparable in previous drafts that you can think of to Perfetti? Yeah. Um, Cole Caulfield, but not with as wicked of a shot. Oh, that's not. Because that's everything with Caulfield right now. Yeah. 
Except I, Caulfield got sold short on his playmaking ability, like I think Perfetti actually does as well. Perfetti scores like Caulfield, but the difference is Caulfield can score from many places because of his shot. Perfetti relies on having to get a higher quality scoring chance to be able to finish. So hence why I have more concerns about him than I did a guy like Caulfield. Uh, if we go back older draft, well, the problem is small guys like Perfetti and Caulfield only started getting top 10 recognition recently because it was like a big no, you don't even attempt guys like that in the top mm-hmm. 10 back in the day. So I, other than Caulfield, I'm not drawing a good example that I can compare him to. The, and uh, a couple of, the big names in terms of prospect rankings have mentioned the same things. Um, he's a pretty divisive prospect because of his size and because someone his size should typically be able to skate better. Um, he's what, 5'9", five, 5'10"? Five, Something like that. Yeah, he's yeah. not big. I, I actually watched him live in Kitchener this year, and he was downright tiny out there. Yeah, and not shooting that – or not skating that well uh, and not that big, but – Great offensive vision, good mind for the offensive game, very creative in the offensive zone. And like an above average shot, yeah. just not Caulfield. So uh, definitely a top 10 talent. Is this a kind eh, of... Debatable on the top 10. He's right on my like, not in my like 8 to 12 range right now. Who do you have above him that maybe other people wouldn't? Would you have like Connor Zary? No, I, he's still in my top 10, but like it's not comfortable in my top 10 like i have lundell ahead of him right now i have holtz ahead of him um the problem is the all the guys behind him also have like big flaws to their game and i generally value hockey iq over that so versus a azaria mercer a sanderson perfetti's tiebreakers i like more so i think he's likely gonna finish in my top 10 he'll have to do something pretty dramatic to get out of there but like i said he's not comfortably in there we said uh sanderson's probably the most likely to be the the mid-round defenseman who jumps up into yes top 10 yes there's a uh, poirier Poir- jeremy poirier poirier yeah he's i think pronman has him ranked mid he's your first round he's your thomas shabbat your thomas harley of this year where everybody loves the offensive game so much but with huge questions about the defensive game um the a lot of people have been <laughs> i really like when people do this and it, it not even like I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk like i genuinely do love when people do this they'll be like eisenman was like in germany or like eisenman was in the o like he's he's looking at stutzla and like it's so exciting and like i think that's such a great thing to be excited about scouting because it gets you in the mind for the prospects um it's just important to note that that doesn't mean we're picking that guy yeah necessarily definitely picking that guy it's literally like the statistical probabilities that this team is picking fourth so they have to look at everyone in the top 10 yeah he's i'm sure eisenman's been in saginaw a bunch to look at perfetti he's definitely been to germany i bet he's been to sweden he's no he's been in germany he's been photographed in germany and probably yeah. in the same trip he went over to sweden, to sweden and looked and, at yeah. raymond and holtz and yeah lundell you're picking top four yeah. You're looking at everybody. I believe he's been to a couple 67s games, probably to watch Rossi. Like, yeah, well, Ottawa's going to Flint. They're going to Saginaw. They're going to Windsor. He doesn't even have to go far to scout the yeah. O. So he's probably got really, really good looks at Byfield, Drysdale, Perfetti, Rossi. It's strong year for the O. So it's great for Detroit because Windsor's right there. Like, um, 
Windsor's playing Kitchener this afternoon. So he's probably watching that, looking at Sobrango, Cooley, uh, Foodie for a bunch of like early, late second round options. It's of course he's watching these. From everything he talks about, he seems to really trust in his staff and say like, I get involved with the first round pick because obviously like that's an important one and that's kind of like a, a defining thing for the team. Um, and especially for me stepping into this team now as a new GM, like I want to be involved in that pick. But he's he said before, he's like, I don't get terribly involved in scouting the, the guys too much beyond that. Like if I have time, I'll do it, but I have other things to do. Like I, I just genuinely don't have the time. So if you're saying like, oh no, he's in Germany for another reason. No, he's going to watch Tim Stutzla. He's not... I don't think necessarily he's watching the second, third round guys. He's probably if he's there, he'll 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 watch watch Paterka. He'll watch Lucas Reichel if they're there, but that's not they're not why he's there. Yeah, he wants to know if he's at pick two or three or four, what the best player to pick is, because that's going to be a tough decision. I do not envy the GMs at two, three, and four at all, because they have a lot riding on those picks and they are going to be measured against each other for a long time after those picks. Yeah. And there's nothing certain about them. Uh, now mind you, I strongly disagreed with almost their entire list, but, uh, one of the NHL.com writers had Stutzlet too. He bumped Byfield down. Yeah. I, I don't agree with it. Uh, and the rest of his top 10 was horrifying. I think Lucas Raymond was like nine, Oy. but, Oy. um, Really? Yeah, it's not. Now, he's not the first one I've seen to have Raymond in the bottom half of the 10. But, I mean, you have Stutzel at two and Raymond at nine. That's not a good list. No. No, well, it's it's all It's hard to say. Yeah, it's all it's subjective. It's all subjective. You know, if we had the draft order, then I could maybe understand why some players might be higher yeah. or lower than because they're like, oh, that team is stacked on that wing. They don't need that player. Or their decor is really good for the next 10 years. They don't need said defenseman yeah like i said if buffalo jumps up to third in the draft in a mock draft right now i'm probably predicting drysdale at three like it it depends yeah as much as teams want to say they don't draft for positional need they absolutely do and detroit just did it you should (laughs) like there are circumstances where you should I love um, I love doing this every year because I can genuinely see us getting better and better at this. Like we've been guilty of a lot of like the typical, um, I don't want mistakes. I guess when like analyzing prospects and like taking this from a team by team perspective, like we've been guilty of getting too set on one prospect and then being devastated when we didn't get him. And then we've been last year we got we thought we were doing so much better by saying no, we have to open up to a range of prospects. And we missed entirely. And they went completely like 20 picks off the board. And so and then looking back, like you see how Quinn Hughes turned out. And the general consensus was like do not tell me that this was a consensus otherwise, because 95% of the hockey world was saying Zadina was the pick at six. He would have been hard pressed to find a single GM who wouldn't have made that pick. And the narrative otherwise drives me nuts. And you're a liar if you said you knew the whole time. I understand I, believing in Quinn Hughes because there, the, Quinn Hughes had his fans for sure. And you guys, you know, make everyone else eat crow as much as you can. But the revisionists who look back and say Holland was such a dumbass. No, he was not. Everyone would have made that. Everyone pick. was like, I can't. It was like, this is like at six. They're like, Zadina is now the pick. Like, yeah. that is the one. It's like, this player just fell out of the top two. Yeah. All for the first time all year. To this day, I've never seen a happier place on earth than Red Wings Twitter. Yes. The, and the immediate 
the immediate 10 seconds following Arizona announcing Barrett Hayton. Yeah. And I did not see that name. Quinn Hughes once in that euphoria. No. I think so. the problem is people expect every 18-year-old to come into the NHL now and dominate. And I think because we've had such a short stretch of 18-year-olds in like the past like four or five years like one or two come into the league and light that light it up off the start they expect everybody in the top five to do that every single year and that's just not the reality um it's more common now than it used to be but yeah it's still extremely rare like you want to hear one player's rookie stats would you consider this a successful rookie season 37 games played two goals seven assists for nine total points for a forward Anybody here consider that a successful rookie season? I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I completely tuned out there. <laughs> okay, but we're saying getting. Down. <laughs> I did an Evan. I'm, I was looking at the Patriot yeah, conference. I'm trying to uh, justify Evan's point here. Yeah, about, yeah Like yeah. you can't no, get that too is, like that two goals total. Not, two goals, nine points, and seven in 37 games in your rookie year. Is there anybody on the face of the earth who's going to be happy with that rookie season for a forward? No, like no. It's but, not a good. No. It's not like the end of your career, but it's by no means anything to. Okay, do you know who's that? Who's rookie year that was? <clears throat> Any guesses? Barrett Hayden. No. Uh, just an applicator. Leon Dreisaitl. That's a good one, Brad. That's a really good point. So if you, anybody who's like, oh, we could have had cues, uh, we we really screwed up picking Zadina. Zadina's a half a point per game player on one of the worst teams ever in the history of hockey. He's doing so playing on some absolutely horrifying lines at 19, 20 years old. And he's, and he's still school. outscoring Leon Dreisaitl's rookie year. I'm not saying he's going to be Leon Dreisaitl, uh, but chill. He's not going to be Leon. Dr- yeah. He's not going to be Leon Dreisaitl. He'll be like between Dreisaitl and McDavid probably. Oh, at least. In that in that range, yes. <laughs> going back to the point though is like it's fun doing this year after year because like – both watching the highlights, like watching clips of players and then looking at the data and then just kind of predicting what the team will do. It does make it more fun, but it really just drives home how difficult it is to get it right and how impossible it is to dictate what's right until like five years later. I'd say it's a coin flip, but I think that's, you know, that's giving too much credit to it. Yeah. yeah. Too much credit because it's even harder than that. Their teams wouldn't have scouts. They just flip a coin every time. Yeah. Someone would come up with a list and people would just say, I want that one, that one. Uh, some quick hits before we get into overtime here. Uh, the NHL's puck technology is finally being implemented, and they are starting in the playoffs. Dumb. Hey, look, I'm all for the puck. I think the puck tracking technology is way better than the actual like puck trail, which I don't like at all. Oh, bring it back. Oh, so when God. it's a hard shot over 100 miles an hour, there's a flame trail behind if there, it? If that's the only case I and want. And then the it. net goes on fire. Yeah, yeah, in. yeah. That's Absolutely. the only way I want it. Team-specific graphics when they score. Yeah, but they'll throw ads in it. It'll be like this long trail. It'll be like, shop at Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Winged Wheel Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that only costs us $6,000 yeah. for the one shot. We can only afford it this season with the wing. For that, yeah. yeah. Actually, actually, speaking of ridiculous... Uh, ad revenue or whatever you want to call it do you see uh bernier is wearing blank pads right now why because um lefave didn't pay the 60 sixty thousand dollar fee to the nhl to have their logos visible on players equipment i mean if they're a smaller company and they can't afford it then they can't afford it how stupid is it you have to pay to have your players use your gear no they still use the gear but they're they- using the gear but they can't like so no why, why should the nhl let them do that for free otherwise teams Otherwise, companies would just like abuse it. 
They should oh, pay. They're putting they're putting their product on the ice and broadcasting it to millions of fans. No, they should pay. No free ads. No free ads, Brad. Have you learned nothing from Evan, the only smart no person ads. on this podcast? Uh, I don't do anything for free. The smartest person here. Well, you know how much stuff we do for free? Probably way more than Evan. Oh, I do zero. Zero. Zero for free. And here he is. I'm the opposite of philanthropist. Drinking my coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. He's at us. Yep. Uh, Anyways, what were we talking about? The puck tracking technology. Um, it's cool. The pucks have chips embedded in them. I'm positive like they, they've tested it. Like That's not a problem. I just think... Sidney Crosby said he could tell a difference. Did he actually? Yep. So that's a concern. That's bad. That's no good. And it's not like they're releasing it for like game one of the playoffs. Or they've already done like it. Apparently. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe that's just a placebo. Oh, 24 teams have already used it. Uh, I don't know. And all of those were the Red Wings games. Yeah. That's and, why we can't score. And only Crosby noticed it. Mm, I don't know. I also find it funny that they're rushing this into the playoffs, which is, you know, undoubtedly the most important time of the season. But the offside rule can wait. Yeah, it's stupid. So it's very, the timing is very interesting. The offside thing's a rule change and the puck doesn't technically change anything. I would argue as a player, the puck could change more. <laughs> I also I, trust Sidney Crosby's opinion. Is smart dude, and uh, we're the this is the only major sport that has some sort of technology in. No, the, soccer has the the. Uh, is it in the ball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just implemented that. Well, I was, gonna, I was thinking tennis doesn't, basketball doesn't, well, football doesn't. Cameras. Why don't we have? Oh, well, let's not get back into the cameras. You guys want to hear me right? <laughs> hey, have I talked to you guys about cameras lately? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, especially because. Like soccer ball is stitched and it like has pieces, whereas a hockey puck is like one piece and that's how it's constructed. Yeah, vulcanized uh, rubber is literally one molecule. I know, I know nothing about the the chips going into the puck, so I won't pretend to be an expert on it. But well, what are we on this podcast for? I mean? Yes, I'll I'll fire in my hot takes. I I don't like it. I, I don't even I'm not even gonna say I don't like the pucks because if you give me anything and you give me a full off season to learn it and you give everybody equal opportunity to learn it, that's fine. Even if it's a minute difference in the puck, but there is a difference. You give me June, July, August to go to a rink and you know, if I'm Crosby, Cole Harbor and just screw around with it just so I get used to it, that's fine. I I just can't fathom that game one of the playoffs. Is when they're officially implementing it. That I just, I can't, don't ever make a change in any capacity for game one of the playoffs. I will further, I will go further than you, Brad. I will say if the puck feels different, even by a fraction of a percent, you scrap it. If there's, these are the best athletes in their sport. They will notice a difference that no one else would notice. From Tyke to the NHL, hockey pucks are the same. And if you play hockey, you'll notice. If you shoot a puck that's lighter for some reason, you will notice right away. You cannot change that puck. It is fundamental to the sport of hockey. I promise you, it is not like it changes the way goalies react, it changes the way shooters react, it changes passes, changes deflections, everything. You cannot have it feel any different. If you have to hold this thing off, for a year, two years, three years, until it feels literally identical in double-blind tests to a normal puck, you do it. It cannot – like, it's part of the game. I, I won't go quite that far because players can adapt. Because, like, even – to use myself as an example, like, a month ago, I changed my stick. New curve, new flex, new 
kick point. Like it was, it was night and day. And that felt like learning to walk again. That was probably a bigger change than if they changed the puck, a a minute difference on you expect sticks to change. Pucks are consistent from the moment you step on the ice. I'm just saying if I can adapt to a whole new stick, players can adapt to a minute difference. I'm just saying, give them time to adapt in the off season, in training camp, in preseason, not in the playoffs. Yeah, the timing's per- uh, very perplexing on also, this one. Well, it's because they're behind schedule, right? They can't, yeah. in good faith, come out and say this thing that was supposed to be ready for the start of the season is not going to be here this season. Although uh, it'd be smart, I'd be okay if they just waited at this point. Although if they make them lighter, I'm here for it because at my work we have these little blue pucks that are lighter for kids, and we have a bunch of them for Mika to use when we go out on the ice with her. And I fired a couple rockets with those, and you. Feel feel like goddamn incredible hulk feel like the hulk yeah yeah it's amazing when i when <laughs> I feel I, like mark bergevin's <laughs> pump <laughs> honestly when i was still playing competitive hockey i had a brutal slap shot which is not a good thing if you're a defenseman which i was and uh i was out in warm-ups once or in practice and i always practiced my slap shot as much as i could and just this one practice i was just beaming them like bar down from the blue line like i wasn't changing anything i was like I did it. I broke through. Finally, I broke through. And then I shot with a different puck and I felt like I busted my elbow because it was so much heavier. I was like, oh, damn it. It was a smaller puck. You had a trick puck. Yeah. It was a st- I, I don't know why they put those things out there. I hate them. I don't know. But those blue pucks are incredible. My- n- nice now when you have to go buy pucks for your team and each one's $25. Oh, oh. Well, I mean, they won't sell those. Well, I, need, I need those analytics in my beard. I, Brad, Brad, I need to beer know. Too. My, my toe beer drag was 20 feet long. <laughs> can you can you imagine how long these podcasts would be if Brad had analytical data for his beer league stories? Oh, my God. It'd be a nightmare. Oh, my God. The stories I would We'd have. We'd go down, back down to one a week during the season. We wouldn't, we'd have too much material <laughs> for one episode. No, we'd have a third episode. That would no, just be me talking. No, Evan and, I would, Evan and I would go gray and then bald very quick. Yeah. So At- the, it'll be interesting. You know, it's we'll see how the players like it. It'll be interesting to see what the fans get out of it, other than more advertisement, and we'll yeah. see how much analytics they actually throw at the broadcast. It, I think it'd be really cool. The stuff they can pull out of it's really cool. Um, we are going to head over to Overtime, um, and we are going to start off with Patreon, where our Patri- Patreon supporters get their comments read out on air as our way of saying thank you for supporting the show. We're going to start with Chris, who says, We won! Also, if you're curious who the first player to throw in the towel, it's Daly. Daly didn't back check a two-on-one at all in the beginning and let the Blackhawks get the shot and the rebound. Go check it out if you don't believe me. Oh, I saw that firsthand. Anyways, give me a hot take on something, uh, someone making or not making the team next year. Mine is Nielsen, 99% not going to happen, but the hell, but what the hell, that that's what a hot take is. Also, over-under Zadina getting five goals the remainder of the season. Abdulkader scoring a goal, Mantha with averaging one point a game. Someone throwing another teammate under the bus in an interview. I'm taking the over in all of them. Players throwing in the towel. Griffins finish the season uh, over or under the second round. Thanks for the pod. Over on all. We're going optimistic today. Hot take on who makes the team next year. The, uh, Abdulkader gets the Erickson treatment. That's Ooh. My yeah. Ooh. Uh, got to be a hot take, so I can't make this one like mega obvious. Uh, because I don't even feel like Nielsen or Abdulkader being sent to the minors would be that much of a hot take at this point. No. Uh, so I will go outside of the box. Chase Pearson's the next Christopher N. Burning, just burning the world with that Scorching. one. Scorching. Evan, how about you? 
What was the question? I tuned out. That's all right. Okay. Uh, Zadina gets five goals, yes or no, remainder of the season. Uh, how many games left right now? 13. Oh, Say he comes eh, back with 10. Yeah, no. Not against the teams we were playing. No. I don't think so. Abdulkader scoring a goal. Not against the teams we're playing. <laughs> game 82. I, I also think he's yeah, game 82. He's getting the score. Shea hand. He's going to score with us there. Mantha averaging a point per game. I'm going to say no. I'll say yes. Someone's got to get points. Have you seen this season? Have you seen Mantha this season? That's true. He is, oh my God, he is so much better than the people around him. He's only going to get better as he starts to get more and more comfortable after coming back from his injury. He's not going to get worse as the season goes on. You really see how much better Larkin, Bertuzzi, Mantha are than the rest of this team up close. And he's only got 13 points to go to get the rest of the season. He's going to get six of those against Toronto. (laughs) Uh, Someone throwing a teammate under the bus in an interview. No, it's no, that Detroit's the last team in the league to ever do that. Players throwing in the towel. Honestly, I thought everyone worked their ass off against Chicago. Biega was up. He lived up to his bulldog nickname. Yeah, these are professional athletes. Yeah, they have higher compete level than ninety nine point nine percent of the people on this planet. Yeah, they don't. They don't do that. Griffin's finish. Um, second round or beyond. Yeah. Yeah, oh, why not? Why Let's not. do it. Matt, we need some. We need some happiness. Matt Cheney says, "I don't know what all the talk about getting fourth is all about. There's been one constant throughout the season, and that's Detroit dumping on Montreal. Couldn't imagine a bigger dump than Detroit drafting the first French superstar in over a decade in Montreal. We're getting first, boys. It's been written in stone by the hockey gods. Oh, the sweet, sweet petty happiness. I think that that tweet I sent about all the chain of events, like because right now also Montreal's eight points out of a playoff spot. Mm. Uh, Detroit took eight points from them. Uh, just." Just saying. And uh, yeah, drafts in Montreal, French Canadian superstar. I think that's like my third most liked tweet of all time when I threw that out there. It's so satisfying. Uh, Dead Panda Society says, been listening to your old Patreon exclusives and love them. When are you going to make more? You guys have a ton of ideas. Um, We're getting to it. Time is a little bit more settled now. We're past the holidays. Uh, oh, you think time's settled? Did you see how much grass I could see today? <laughs> it's freaking golf season in one month. <laughs> we put up a post for an all Q&A episode, and that's the next one we want to record. So if you guys are on Patreon, scroll back and leave your question, please, because we're going to do a Patreon-exclusive all Q&A episode. We just need more questions from you guys before we get that one out there. Um, we'll get those up gradually over the course of time maybe we should do one soon next week we'll see um we beat the blackhawks did you see all the social media of one in a row takes a lot of self-deprecation on the wing social media team and that's awesome honestly that it was hysterical didn't lindstrom say that in his post-game speech when they gave him player of the game he said uh one in a row keep him on the team never send him down again i don't care philip gaskno says hi brad if the rumors of the cap going up by an substantial amount are true should we buy out abby no. Oh, oh, I see. Whoosh over my head. <laughs> Hockey Town Guru, Guru says, uh, we aren't buying guys out, but burying Abby, Abby or Nielsen in the minors is an option. Good one or disrespectful to veteran players? No, do it. I don't care. I don't Get care. rid of them. We need uh, Svechnikov uh, cannot be waived next year. I think we can all agree Rasmussen needs to be up next year. Uh, we need roster spots. Yeah. So, yeah, banish them to the shadow realm for all I care. Also, as a member of the Brad Brigade, does that qualify, qualify me for a Twitter check mark? Man, we don't even have those yet. If anybody knows how to get those, let us know. Because yeah. we actually have parody accounts now, so we need to <laughs> nip this quickly. Yeah, someone was like, oh, so you're, you're going to have to keep an eye out for your parody accounts. It's not us. Please. 
Uh, Garrett TV says, Hockey Amigos, I've dug in deep with some of my original Jim Montgomery sources to get the inside scoop of what Jim Little did do. Bad year for Jims. Yeah. Drove one and a half miles with his left blinker on. Uh, always said nuclear and did it on purpose. Takes public transportation to work but refuses to wash his hands. Ugh. Uh, argued it would have been financially responsible to buy an abdicator last offseason. Anyways, my sources are still unsure as to exactly what was a breaking point, so we'll keep digging. What do you guys think? Sticks on the ice, boys. Let's go Red Wings. He got to do something that every Senators fan dreams of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And telling Eugene Malnick the fuck off. We, we've all seen the actual reason that he got fired now, right? Yes. Uh, purportedly, yeah. The uh, It was from Friedman. I saw it on one of his tweets. So was it His ex-wife... There's a lot of uh, domestic abuse allegations it's always, there. It's, it's what it always oh. is, right? It's just always... 2020 was going so good. Stop doing not abuse. Not for gyms, it's not. Don't do abuse. It ruins everything. Stop. This has been a PSA from a frustrated podcast. Brendan Cassell says, hey, Dub Dubs, what a game Friday night. I have to say the atmosphere in a close game with an old rival and more filled stadium than uh, felt usual was some of the most fun I've had as Red Wings fan in forever. What are the odds that the one game I go to during the year of infinite darkness turns into a fun win? Lorcan's feed was dirty with the side of nasty and disgusting to drink. That said, a little brain game for you. Hiroshi Valeno's fetch versus Nielsen Abdicator Helm in a three-on-three overtime style. First team to three goals. Who do you guys have? Is that a real question? You think Nielsen and Abdelkader are stringing together three goals? Three on three, they are going to get outskated by most people, those two. Darren Helm actually might get them. Yeah, but he won't score. Darren Helm will prevent chances, but there's, he's not scoring three goals. Sam M says, I'm insulted that you think I would stoop so low as to move to Ohio. Also, roll tide. I apologize for insinuating Ohio. And I, uh, like three of the uh, listeners that I met with at the game were from Ohio, and I had to apologize to all of them from openly bashing. And they're all like, oh, no, I, can't, I don't care. It's a dump. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, Jim, Lit- Jim Little. <laughs> Jim Little says, Good day, dud duds. After he- hearing my old boss's comment last week, I felt I needed to clarify what I said. Honestly, the best thing for Ottawa senators would be if uh, Eugene Melnick disappeared forever. Hashtag truth bomb. Surely another NHL franchise will, will hire me based on my ability to tell Melnick to beat it. So this whole coronavirus is fun with things being shut down and the threat of NHL games being played in empty arenas. This probably gives the Florida Panthers an advantage down the stretch as they're (laughs) used to playing in front of no one. Watch out, Toronto. Jersey time. Top three black jerseys used by any NHL team, any era, winter classic, etc. in play. Las Vegas. Vegas. No, that's that's gray. That's gray. Ottawa's black jerseys. Which ones? The OG. Gold bar or the OGs? Ooh. That's tough. Because I like both. I like both, too. I'm, I'm going the OGs. I'm ha- yeah, I'm happy to go with the original, but if someone argued for Gold Bar, that's be f- that'd be fine. Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go straight. Oh, no, I'm going straight 90s on my answer, okay? Ready for this truth bomb? So, Ottawa's OGs. Vancouver Spaghetti Skate. Gretzky era Kings. Oh, the yeah. I was going to say Gretzky, the Gretzky era Kings, and then the... Um, Oh, I just oh the the caps when they had their black jerseys. With those the are all right. I yeah. would have preferred they used the Screaming Eagle logo on those. The but. stealth black was that San Jose. Yeah, those, so those have to get honorable mention. I do list. love those ones a lot. 
Um, continues to say, in conclusion, the best thing that could have happened to the dud dud talkie show is for a Brad to disappear for 12 months. You can't fire me, you coward, you work for me. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Everett Johnson says, I think we need to suspend any and all talk relating to the possibility of Lafreniere becoming a Red Wings, a Red Wing as long as the Coyotes are outside of a playoff spot. Because, well, you know. And Ryan already proved that theory. <laughs> State Fresh Cheese Bags of Fournier Company says, Hey there, fellas. Uh, got a follow-up on my experience watching Canadians versus Islanders at Barclays. Holy hell, what a bad arena for hockey. They'll make way more money playing at Nassau because they can't sell any tickets at, at the home end of the ice. I don't know what the bottom tier of mezzanine seats actually hangs. About six or f- five or six feet over the goalie, and the rake of the upper bowl is not steep enough to see most of the game action with the person sitting in front of you. Farewell, hockey at Barclays. Belmont should be ready in a couple of years, but I'm totally making the trip to Nassau next season. In your roundup after the Red Wings lost to Colorado, you forgot to mention that when Fabry laid out McKinnon, who's hovering near center ice, admiring Fabry's demolition, completely missing his defensive assignment, which allowed Logan O'Connor to slip past the defense all alone and score on Bernier, it was none other than Trevor Furkin Daly. This team will never will be better next season with the subtraction of so much dead weight. Shocking. Question. Can the Department of Player Safety hand out suspensions and or fines at any point during the season for any play from a previous game? Or is there a time limit to do so? For example, can George Peros go back right now and find Jake Muzzin for a goon maneuver for a game in November? No, the PA would... Yeah. There, there's definitely provisions in place between the PA and the league where they wouldn't let that happen. I'm pretty sure it has to be before their next game. Not necessarily. I think it is. Well, for suspension, it has to be. If they, I, I've seen it before where they've suspended him indefinitely because they yeah. knew they were going to suspend him. I've also seen rush rulings. I don't know the actual stuff on that, but it has to happen in a timely manner. Otherwise, they'll kick up a labor dispute and it'll get overruled. Safe fresh cheese bags and forever for the Blackhawks. Uh, Mariusz Breaker, I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, says, Hey guys, new German patron here. Welcome all the way from Germany and thank you for supporting the dub dub. Says, listen to the show the last 18 months, and I want to say thank you for all the episodes. Thank you for listening. The Red Wings are my team since EA NHL 2002. The game introduced me to hockey. The color, the logo, Eisenman, that's all I need. Now I watch nearly all the games in uh, real life or condensed game with NHL TV. In Germany, I follow the Dusseldorfer EG, one of the best DEL teams. I also saw a couple live games from Stutzla, Paterka, and Reichel. The guys are so good. Hope, uh, hope that Jari Seidel, Cider, Grubauer generation will break out the hype in German sports world. Currently, it's soccer, 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 and over the past 10 years, American football. Anyways, keep up the great work. I look forward to all your draft previews and hopefully our highlight of the season, the NHL draft. Greetings from Dusseldorf. That's awesome. That's a fun city to say. Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf. We should go. Uh, Shay, maybe not right now. Shay says, thank goodness the NHL was able to solve the biggest problem in the game currently and have a solution in place ready to roll out when the playoffs start. Yes, indeed. The biggest problem in the game has been the puck. Yep, the puck. The mother effing puck. Seriously? Never mind the offside reviews, which blow whether or not someone's foot is on the ice, or numerous safety implications we've come across lately. Now we'll be able to know how long it takes the puck to get from the blue line to the goal when someone rips a clapper. End of sarcasm. On a more serious note, I'm a 911 operator in Michigan working 7 to 7 most nights. Uh, as you can imagine, there can be some boring nights in the room. Uh, tried giving spit and chicklets. No free ads a shot, uh, but they seem to only piss me off. What other hockey-related content is there out there that you guys can give a good recommendation? As always, thank you. Uh, we always go over the normal ones, the 31, 31 Thoughts. thoughts. Uh, Rain Dregs is pretty decent. Uh, new one. Big fan. Uh, too many men podcast. Too many men, yeah. Allison, yeah. Sarah, and uh, Shayna. Shayna, yeah. 
Um, we got to get Shane on now because she's the only one who hasn't been on this one yet. So. Yes. Yeah. No. Dude, Allison's Allison's one of the smartest um, people in hockey right now who's doing like everyday reporting, and her ability to translate like like complex analytical stuff into a way that our stupid caveman brains can digest is amazing. So it was due time that she was on a show. Sarah's obviously entertaining as hell. So um, yeah, we need to get Shayna on as well. Uh, Terry says, howdy dud duds. Terry here. Would you be excited if we drafted Helga Granz with our 32nd overall pick? My son Clay started a new job and I'm so proud of him. If I uh, can only get him to support the Black Eagles. Ryan didn't take Mel to watch the wings. Where's Mel? No, she was uh, home in Hamilton this weekend, so she didn't come to the game. She's coming to Grand Rapids, though. Uh, Helga Granz is high on my list of players I would target at 32, but mind you, that list is like 15 players long right now. The last time I did a uh, target at in our early second round pick, that guy ended up being our first round pick. <laughs> so I'm nervous to do it again. <laughs> Uh, Mark says the season is finally coming to an end and the draft lottery is a month away. However, I don't want to talk about any of that because it's just depressing knowing we won't get the pick we deserve. My question is this. If you all live close enough to meet up twice a week and record the podcast, why aren't all the three of you on the same men's league team? You want us to spend more time together? More? No. Evan played one year and it was a struggle to get him out to half the game. So Every team I play on, I'm like, I don't show up to games that start after nine. Uh, also, considering we only have one time slot before nine, that almost never happens. Also, we should celebrate that this is the last season Abdicator's NTC is in effect. He hasn't and won't meet the requirements for it to continue, and it's a greater chance that he's cast off. That's worth drinking. His skill is also though. a no-trade clause. <laughs> Haroon Khan says, hey, guys, in the 2018 draft, many people said Valeno is uh, maxed third-line center. Is that true or not? Also, how much of a change do you see from this year to next? What players do you expect to be traded, bought out, et cetera? Thanks. No, Valeno was viewed as like a near top 10 pick in his draft. I, I seen very few reports on Valeno as a third line center. Most thought he had second line upside. Uh, Scott Wheeler, who's been on here a lot, he calls himself the Joe Valeno truther. I think he had him either in or just outside his top 10. I think he was number 10 or 11 on my rankings before the draft. So needless to say, I was happy. But yeah, no, uh, Valeno, if you averaged out all his rankings, was probably somewhere between 10 and 15, and you're not picking a third-line center in that range. Yeah, like, I don't think, if we're talking max, no, it's second-line center is probably his reasonable max. It's still not a like likely outcome if you look at the probabilities, but that's probably close to where his ceiling is. I think he's likely to be a 3C, but you never cheer for likely. You never settle for that. You cheer for him to pan out. If a player pans out and reaches their full potential, he's a 2C. I think his 3C is like his floor now yeah yeah i mean yeah uh time for a couple of reddit questions a serious nap says serious question says would you rather be a red wings fan right now or a maple leafs fan right now oh my god i would never be a leafs fan okay if we take all the actual take away like the neuroticism and the media like insanity and like that's not possible though no that's unrealistic I could never be a Leafs fan because of the fan base in the media, but if we just were looking at objectively the state of the franchises, the obvious answer is Toronto. Yeah, they're gonna have, they have a top end core for the next long time. You want those players over the ones the Wings have. They are a couple reliable defensemen away from being a very very good team for a very long time. They just haven't got those pieces yet. Yeah, and that's fine. Like the and you, but if you're talking in terms of looking at the franchise and the fan base and. Um, yeah. The history holistically, the Red Wings fan. Yeah, I would never be a Leafs fan, ever. This has been an awful, awful year, and Red Wings fans still have it way better than Leafs fans. Leafs, The Leafs 
media and fans will never be happy. So I'm glad we're not. I, I do miss being able to be sad. Like they're right now they're talking about how like um the the crazy insane will scream about anything part of Leafs fans fandom are just now realizing that Nylander's on a good contract, which anyone with half a brain from the start said, yeah, that's a good contract for Nylander. Um and they're mad that Marner's only on a ninety two point pace. I miss, oh my god! I miss when the Red Wings were able to <laughs> argue about that. They're just uh, this constant state of irrationality. Yeah, it's. I get it. You do? No, no, I get it. Like Brad mentioned earlier, if the Red Wings were were where Washington is right now, we'd be hanging on to every point because we'd want the division lead. Like that's what we'd be. You always want better until you win the cup. You always want it to be perfect. I mean, I wouldn't be pointing my fingers at people on pace for. 90 points and no. to break the scoring the team scoring record but everything's a narrative like everything there's a story like the the martin thing's a story their coaches are a story like it's all so granular and they look so intently into it and it's like you know they're they are genuinely the center of the hockey universe no one can contest that so they're they're lucky or like you know that's that's always going to come with the territory it's like it's just too crazy for me it's like living in the heart of New York City. Like, I don't want that lifestyle. No. I need to be able to chill out a little bit. You can't leave it. It's suffocating. No. I don't know if it'll get better if they win the cup. It'll probably get worse. It'll always get worse. Yeah, it, it's just so much for me. Is Austin Matthews preventing them from a three-peat? Is he the type of the leader to win four cups in a row? Can he, get the, can he rally the other players in the locker room to get them up for another long season? Austin Matthews did not win the Conn Smythe. Why? Yeah, people are actually uh, blaming Austin Matthews for things, and I'm like... You, You've like, never had a goal scorer like this in the history of your team. He's on pace to set the all-time goals record for that franchise this year. He's going to do it. The, he's one of the best players in the league. People know that, right? No. Not in Toronto. <laughs> not in tr- everyone else does. No, sorry. Toronto, Toronto fans Toronto, actually do appreciate No, no, fans. no. There's two types of Toronto fans. <laughs> Toronto fans who appreciate Austin Matthews too much and put him in the same category as Connor McDavid... And Toronto fans who hate him and think he's a bum and should be traded. There's no in-between. Unfortunately, I think there is a big group of Toronto fans who actually get it. But the ones who don't are the ones who are the loudest. The vocal minority. I don't even know if they're a minority. (laughs) (laughs) They definitely outmatch the people who get it. And I feel really bad for them. They're like, I just want this to stop. When you have more fans than anyone else, you're bound to have that many yeah, I, f- I feel bad for the fans who are just like, our team's sick. We're just a couple pieces away. Like, everyone needs to just shut up. And <laughs> the, it just never ends. The biggest difference I've noticed between the Leafs fan base and, like, every other fan base is if you go to, like, the outskirts of Detroit and you bump a new guy. Hey, do you watch the Red Wings? Eh, kind of. Like, I'll watch the odd game. Like, casual fan. Oh, what do you think of the team this year? I don't know. I don't know who any of these guys are. Go to Toronto. Hey, do you watch the Leafs? Eh, yeah, a couple games here and there. What do you think about the team? Well, I'll tell you that <laughs> Frederick Anderson has to go. Uh, ah, so it's like Red Wings Facebook. Yeah. yeah pretty S- much. Toronto Maple Leafs fans are the Facebook fans of the NHL. Speaking of feeling bad and sickness, uh, we're going to wrap this one up so I can let Brad go blow his I nose. I can't breathe. It's killing me. We want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, hope you enjoy uh, today's Tampa Bay game. Hoping it all goes well. Uh, thank you. not playing, so that's something. Thank you to all of our listeners, our patrons, our name-level sponsors. Terry, we miss you, buddy. 
Curtis LaPrize, Arjun Shanker, Dead Panda Society, Brad Smith, Andrew Bohan, Scott Martin, Kayla Thompson, Mitchell Shinkowski, Jacob Turner, Matt McKay, Matthew M. Rice, Luke Johnson, Mike Reed, Ryan Lewis, Langabeer, Clayton Van Dyken, Kaylin Wood, Hassam Al-Kassem, Charlie Elkins, Hannah Lee, Sean Levine, Ashley Van Conant, your friendly neighborhood uh, beer rep, Connor Leighton, Danny Jr., Matthew Keeler, Craig Kibble, Simon Anderson, John Evans, Kwaz, Stan Olson. Thank you all so much. We love you. Brad, if you're not better by midweek episode, you're fired. Thanks for tuning in to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Be sure to check out wingedwheelpodcast.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find links to other ways to support the show, such as Patreon, official podcast apparel, and more. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Winged Wheel Pod. And of course, the hosts at Brad Crisco, at Ryan Hanna WWP, and at Hockey Town Evan.